Good morning, brothers and sisters. This is a day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. I am Mark Hedegar. I'm blessed, honored, and humbled to be the pastor at Stratford, Salisbury Center, and Middleville United Methodist Churches, where we expect miracles, we recognize miracles, and we celebrate miracles together. Hoorah! I'm going to warn you, I'm a little bit fired up. It is bright and early this morning, uh, but I am fired up. I'm filled with the Holy Spirit already. I spent uh, Friday and part of Saturday with some godly Christian men, uh, with the United Methodist men. Uh, they did their retreat up at Camp, uh, if I can say this right, Casa Wasco <laughs> Lake. And um, man, the Spirit was moving. It was just amazing. I just encourage every male to to go to every retreat that they can. What a wonderful group of men. Uh, lifting, encouraging, singing, praying, worshiping, a uh, little skit. Uh, if you go to if you go to the upper or the United yeah, Upper New York United Methodist Men uh Facebook page, you'll see some of the pictures from the crazy stuff that went on. But uh just know that it has fired me up. So you all are in trouble and so are the people that are gonna uh, hear me in church today, I think. <laughs> um, I do have a couple announcements. My bride and I will be taking our uh, a vacation starting this Wednesday through next Wednesday, and we're going up north. So chances are that there won't be a message recorded. So, um, you know, go ahead and look for it. If you don't see one, I would say, you know, go back and try to find one that you didn't hear before. Uh, and, and kind of fill in that gap or or maybe listen to one that that uh, the Lord touched your heart with the last time. All right, this morning's memory verse comes from Psalm 4, 8. I will both lie down and sleep in peace for you alone, O Lord, make me lie down in safety. I just want to put a note in here. Um, my mother used to use this psalm when she couldn't sleep. She had restless legs and some other uh, issues. And uh, for years, this was the psalm that she would use. And she would read this. And, and, you know, we've been talking about power of the tongue, power of our words, that words matter. And this would help calm her. I've actually given this psalm to people who have called me and said that they had problems sleeping. And, you know, again, put it on a three-by-five card. And and uh, I wouldn't read it while you're driving in case you fall asleep, but put it on a three-by-five card and start reading it as you unwind uh, in the evening. Start reading that. Speak that truth into your body. Speak sleep and rest into your body. I will both lie down and sleep in peace. For you alone, O Lord, make me lie down in safety. Let us pray. Father God, we begin today by giving you thanks. Your love endures forever. It never fails. Though there are many ways in which we have failed, we've not exceeded the supply of your mercy and grace, thank God. We thank you for revealing yourself to us through your word. As we open the Bible today, we pray that we would hear your voice. We ask that your Holy Spirit would be at work, opening our ears to hear and our hearts to receive your word. May we be transformed into your likeness through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. If you would join me with a call to worship this morning, we gather today in the name of Jesus Christ. We gather before the one who is heir to all things. Who are we that God is mindful of us? 
yet he crowns us with glory and honor. Jesus has named us as brothers and sisters. The realm of God is for all people. Our rivalries are turned to awe and wonder. We recognize one another as children of God. This morning's Lady Scripture comes from John 16, 1 through 15. John 16, 1 through 15. It reads this way. I have said these things to keep you from stumbling. They will put you out of the synagogues. Indeed, an hour is coming when those who kill you will think that by doing so they are offering worship to God. And they will do this because they've not known the Father or me. But I have said these things to you so that when their hour comes, you may remember that I told you about them. I did not say these things to you from the beginning because I was with you. But now I am going to him who sent me. Yet none of you ask me, where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your hearts. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will prove the world wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment. About sin, because they do not believe in me. About righteousness, because I'm going to the Father and you will see me no longer. About judgment, because the ruler of this world has been condemned. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak on his own, but will speak whatever he hears. And he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, because he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine. For this reason I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. Wow, this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. All right, so for some reason, I'm very emotional this morning. Not sure what's going on here, but I told you, I'm fired up, and the Holy Spirit has me higher than a kite. We moved to joys and concerns this morning and testimonies. Um, I add that in. Normally, I don't say that during the the broadcast, but I add that today because I want to let you know, hopefully, prayerfully, we're going to have some testimonies in church today about those three by five cards we worked on last week. Um, and hopefully you all listening at home uh, did the same thing. But we moved to joys and concerns, and I'll tell you, I'll give you a joy right now, man, this weekend was unbelievable. Unbelievable, with all the junk going around, and, and you know, we had to abide by the COVID-19 rules with temperature checks and health screening and wearing a mask when we went to, you know, breakfast and lunch and dinner. But, um, and yeah, it was a bit of a convenience and at first a little bit aggravating. But you know what? I I would sacrifice much more than that to be able to gather with those men again, honestly. I, it just, I didn't realize how much I needed that, that rest, that peace. And I'm, I'm not alone. I mean, they did too, but I'm sure there's plenty of you out there that need that that uh, you need to hear from from Jesus. You need to hear him say, "Peace, be still." And uh, and I'm just I'm just so blessed that I was able to partake in that. So that's my big joy this morning. Um, I hope you have many joys that you can look past the pandemic, look past the 
the things of the world that's going on and, and honestly look to God this morning and, and give him your joys. Concerns, of course, <clears throat> excuse me, sickness continues, uh, illness continues, hospital visits, uh, and yes, even deaths uh, continue. So I know there's a lot going on out there and I pray for all of you um, as we should pray for each other for strength and encouragement. So let us pray together this morning. Lord, we know your will for us is wholeness, spirit, soul, and body. You made the provision for our healing and we're determined to walk in health and wholeness. We thank you, Lord, that by your stripes, we are healed. We declare that we've been redeemed from the curse of the law and every sickness and disease that came into the world because of the curse. We declare that we are redeemed from sickness and disease and we will not accept it any longer. We know that sickness and disease is a lie from the enemy. Your word says that we've been made whole, therefore we will not accept the lie. We believe and confess the truth of your word and we will see our healing manifested in our bodies. We thank you, Lord, for the marvelous work of Calvary. We thank you for wholeness, nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking. We pray all this in a powerful name of the one who conquered the world, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. The title to this morning's message is The Spirit of Truth. The Spirit of Truth. Last week we ended with Jesus promising to send the Advocate, or the Holy Spirit. We begin today with understanding just who he is before moving on to what he does in the lives of believers. My prayer this morning is that I can form a base, if you will, about the Holy Spirit. Um, I had intended to do just one message on the Holy Spirit and then move on to uh, the power of our tongue and, and our authority. But as I was writing this message, the Lord just kept opening it up. So it looks like we'll have at least two weeks um, of, of a message on, on the Holy Spirit, except next week, of course. But uh, So bear with me. There's uh, there's a lot of beautiful scripture we're going to go over this morning because just like when when we did uh, the last two weeks talking about God, talking about Jesus, um, we quoted a lot of scripture to form that base, and uh, and then we build from the base. So so this morning we're building from the base about the Holy Spirit, and uh, it, and I hope that I hope that you're all patient, but I hope that you really enjoy the scripture. So we been we begin once again at the beginning. Genesis 1-2 reads, in the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was a formless void, and darkness covered the face of the deep, while a wind from God swept over the face of the waters. A wind from God. Now, that's from the NSRV version that we use in our, our local churches, but I prefer the King James version here. That's what, that's what I read at home and in the office. So the King James Version reads, And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. The Spirit of God. I think that's easier to understand than the wind of God in the NSRV Version. See, I think we have to be careful which translation we use when studying Scripture. And sometimes we may need to look at more than one 
to understand better. And you know what? With the internet, it's so simple now. You go to Bible Gateway, you punch in your scripture and which translation you want. And if you want to see another one, you just pull down the menu. So really, if you have the internet, we, you know, we don't have an excuse. We can look at, you know, a hundred different translations. And sometimes, sometimes you, you, you're going to want to do that. And in this case, the word wind, to me, just doesn't paint a picture of the Holy Spirit. A wind moved across. So the wind of God. So here we go. We have the Spirit of God. But who is he? Who is the Spirit of God? Along with God the Father and God the Son, of course, Jesus Christ, God the Spirit is the third member of the Godhead, or Trinity. Matthew 28, 19 makes a collective reference to one triune God. It reads, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And we hear Paul refer to him as God in Acts 5, 3 through 4. It reads, Ananias, Peter asked, Why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and to keep back part of the proceeds of the land? While it remained unsold, did it not remain your own? And after it was sold, were not the proceeds at your disposal? How is it that you have contrived this deed in your heart? You did not lie to us, but to God. So in the beginning of that scripture, he said, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit? And then he closes that uh, scripture with reading, you did not lie to us, but to God. So you see that connection. And like God, the Holy Spirit is a perfectly holy, spotless, and free of any sin or darkness. He is all-loving, he is forgiving, merciful, and just. He possesses the same characteristics of God and Jesus, of course. He is omniscient, meaning he has total knowledge and is all-knowing. 1 John 3.20 tells us, God is greater than our hearts, and he knows everything. The Holy Spirit is also omnipresent, meaning he is present everywhere at the same time. His omnipresence is beautifully described in Psalm 139, 7 through 10. Psalm 139, 7 through 10. I love this scripture. It reads, where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and settle at the farthest limits of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me fast. Oh, that is so beautiful. The Holy Spirit, like God, is eternal. We see this in Hebrews 9, 14. It reads, How much more will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered himself without blemish to God, Purify our conscience from dead works to worship the living God. The Bible also proves the Holy Spirit is not an it, but a he. He is a divine person with a mind, emotions, and a will. I can remember back in my younger days, you would, people would refer to the Holy Spirit as it. The Holy Spirit is not an it. The Holy Spirit is a he. First uh, Corinthians 2.10 gives proof that he has a mind, 
The Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. And Acts 13, 2 shows that the Holy Spirit speaks. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Ephesians 4.30 tells us he has emotions and can be grieved. It reads, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, with which you were marked with a seal for the day of redemption. 1 Corinthians chapter 12.11 tells us by his will, he decides who will receive those spiritual gifts. It reads, all these are activated by one and the same Spirit, who allots to each one individually just as the Spirit chooses. And we know the Holy Spirit has fellowship or communion with believers, just like God the Father and God the Son. We are called to have a relationship with Him. We read this in 2 Corinthians 13, 13. It reads, The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. Through communion with the Holy Spirit, he helps by interceding and advocating for us, just as Jesus promised us. We read this in John 14, 16. Jesus said, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. Now, Merriam-Webster defines an advocate as one who pleads the cause of another. We see his advocacy in Romans 8, 26 through 27. It reads, Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. For we do not know how to pray as we ought, but that very Spirit intercedes with sighs too deep for words. And God, who searches the heart, knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. He intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. Now, intercede is defined as to act or interpose in behalf of someone in difficulty or trouble, as by pleading or petition. So he intercedes for us. The works of the Holy Spirit are remarkably different in the Old Testament versus the New. We'll begin that discussion uh, in the next couple weeks as we continue to learn about God the Spirit. So let's summarize uh, what we know so far. The Holy Spirit, or Spirit of God, is a third member of the Godhead or Trinity. God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit. He is the creator of all things, including mankind. The Holy Spirit is perfectly holy and spotless, free of any sin or darkness. He is all-loving, forgiving, merciful and just, and possesses the same characteristics of God and Jesus. He is eternal, all-knowing. He is present everywhere at the same time. He is a he and not an it, and has a mind, emotions, and a will. Jesus sent the Holy Spirit after he ascended to intercede and advocate on our behalf. Now, we'll dig further in the Holy Spirit when we meet again, but before we meet, I'd suggest you look up the statements I made today and get a feel for just who that Holy Spirit is. And then I would suggest you explore his presence in the Old Testament versus the New Testament. Once we see the difference, we should understand why Jesus had to leave in order for the Spirit to come. Now, we spent the last two weeks proving the power of words spoken. 
First with God creating the world, and next with Jesus speaking life and healing it to those who are sick. Last week, I gave everybody homework. I'd like to take a few minutes and go over that homework assignment before we leave today. I had asked you all to find scripture that lined up with anything going on in your lives. I suggested you use the appendix and simply look up a word that matched your situation and then go to that scripture that was listed. From there, I suggested or challenged you to read the scriptures and then pick out at least one verse and write it on a three by five index card. The challenge then became to read the scripture off that card at least once a day, but preferably many times throughout the day. The task was to prove that like Jesus, when we speak the truth or the holy word of God, things happen. Mountains are moved. Principalities are destroyed. Mountains such as fear or anxiety. Mountains such as low self-esteem or self-worth. Mountains of guilt or anger, mountains of sadness or loneliness. Brothers and sisters, when we speak the truth, we overcome principalities, evil spirits that are sent to torment us or keep us from focusing on the main thing, and the main thing is Jesus Christ and Christ crucified. Well, I tell you, I was, I was very pleased and thankful that so many people reached out to me during the week asking for help with the assignment. Some called just to tell me which word or words they chose. Some looked up fear. Many looked up anxiety. And some of you used the word healing. My prayer is that by you speaking those words through the week, that it made a difference in your lives. And I'm, and I'm praying that we hear some testimony, short testimonies today in our in a worship service. I'm going to ask anyone if they want to give those testimonies on the assignment and, and how it changed their situation. So for those of you listening at home, I pray that you took that assignment seriously because, you know, that, that helps form your base. It helps form your faith. It helps your uh, belief in, in the written word. And, and just like that Psalm 4, 8 that we were talking about, when you can't get any sleep, if that's on your 3 by 5 index card, you get in the habit of when, when you struggle with something, you go right to the scripture, whatever you have written down. And uh, I used to have a whole bunch of 3 by 5 cards, and I use them for different things that I'm going through. Uh, and then I update them, throw some away, uh, update whatever I need. And I'm telling you, when you speak the word, it's the truth. It comes true. And here's a spoiler alert. The assignment that I gave was given to help prepare us for the message when, when the Holy Spirit finally leads me there. But we're going to have a message about our talk, how we talk and what authority we have and what powers behind our own spoken words. So please continue reading your three by five cards this week. Maybe you could start adding more powerful scripture to your arsenal. Words matter, brothers and sisters. And the tongue does contain both life and death. Please continue to speak life into your lives and the lives of others. Let us pray. Father God, thank you for sending your Holy Spirit to dwell personally in all who believe. Holy Spirit, we confess we have no strength, energy, or power on our own to fulfill God's call on our lives. We need your enabling today and every day, so come and live your life through us. Use every part of our being, our emotions, our thoughts, our will, our actions, our words, and our time as your own. Fill us with your power, 
set our words on fire so we will declare your glory and point others to you. We ask all this in the name of Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. So this morning will be communion uh, for the in-service folk. Uh, for those of you at home, I hope you remembered, and I should have reminded you, I apologize, but I hope you you remembered to have uh, something to drink and something to eat because we will do our love feast uh, this morning. But before we do, I want to I do something just a little bit different, and I know it's uh, kind of tough if, if you're at home, uh, but in service, if we have time, um, I'm going to ask them to read the Apostles' Creed this morning. We haven't done that in a long time, and I'd like to do that before our love feast, and I'd like to do that before communion this morning. Now, if you remember, just to remind you, the Apostles' Creed is a summary of what the church teaches and what Christians together believe. Saying the Apostle Creed, it binds Christians together as a believing community across different traditions and practices. As we say the creed, we join Christians past and present and from all over the world in proclaiming our common faith. As we recite the creed, it's vital to reflect and remember how, how it is that we come to believe them. It's by the grace and mercy of God that we've come to faith and that we're able to say and explore these words. It's not through human cleverness or ingenuity. God has revealed himself through the scriptures. God has revealed himself most clearly through the gift of his son, Jesus Christ. God makes himself known personally to each believer through the work of the Holy Spirit. So this morning, I'm going to ask everybody to join me uh, saying the Apostles' Creed. Um, and it's on page 7. If you happen to have your hymnals at home, I'll turn to page 7. And we will proclaim our belief together. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven is seated at the right hand of the Father and will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. We could do a whole bunch of messages just on that, brothers and sisters. So now we move to the love feast. And if you remember, we've talked about it several times. Um, if you've been following along each month, the love feast is not communion. It is not uh, the breaking of, of, the, of the body of Christ. It's not the partaking, uh, taking the blood of Christ. Uh, the love feast is just a, a normal meal, if you will, shared by brothers and sisters in Christ. It's a time for fellowship. It's a time for um, talking about what Christ has done in your life and appreciating Jesus and appreciating each other. It's really all about fellowship and, and just enjoying each other. So if you have your uh, whatever, if you have your pizza and your uh, Gatorade this morning, whatever you have, uh, let's, let's do that right now. Go ahead and partake of that love feast and, and know that even though I don't 
see you all every week. <laughs> know that you're in my heart as we celebrate the feast together. I love you all. All right, we move to the offering this morning. And again, a beautiful surprise going to the post office and seeing people that are blessing our churches from so far away. I thank you from the bottom of my heart. So let us pray. Lord, we offer these gifts to you with thankful hearts and in joyous praise. As we give up our money and resources, we surrender our whole beings to you in worship and adoration. Amen. And now, brothers and sisters, receive the benediction. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Until we meet again, please stay safe. May God bless and keep each and every one of you. And remember to stay in his word. God bless you all.